Hello, this is Mark Rickle with Lessick Camper Communications. This week and through the weekend, communities across Ohio and the rest of the country will host celebrations, parades, and ceremonies to honor our veterans of the United States Armed Forces. Today, we're joined by Jason White, who has served our U.S. Army from 2002 in active duty until 2018 when he transitioned to the Ohio Army National Guard, where he continues to serve as a Sergeant First Class. We asked Jason to come on to share a little bit about his military experience and how he made the transition from active duty to the National Guard and the career path he embarked upon at Walmart. This is Talking Points. Jason, thank you for joining us and thank you for your continued service to our country. Let's start things off first. Uh, tell us about your your service in the U.S. Army and and the advancement over the years and and uh, you know how you transitioned to the National Guard. Well, thank you, Mark, for having me on the podcast today. It's an honor to be here and to talk with everybody. I started off in the military with uh, high aspirations of being able to pay for college. That was the number one goal at that time because college was expensive and student loans were not the way I wanted to go. And I started off as a aircraft mechanic on the UH-60 Blackhawks. I actually started on the Alpha models, the uh, the very old ones. They were actually built before I was born. And I worked my way up to crew chief and spent several years crew chiefing on those aircraft, everything from uh, deployments overseas to working Hurricane Katrina, uh, assisting with the recovery down there for six weeks. Uh, spent a lot of great moments down there with the, the folks in Mississippi and Louisiana as they uh, worked their way through that recovery effort. And then I transitioned into the Homeland uh, Response Force, also known as the HERF, uh, something that was new back in 2010. And they were primarily assembled to be an answer to the possibility of domestic terrorism, especially if they terrorists were to utilize weapons of mass destruction or dirty bombs, things like that. They have several euphemisms uh, to describe them. But my primary role was in logistics with the, the Homeland Response Force, which was a stark difference from aviation. However, I, I really dove into it because I believed in the mission and the Homeland Response Force taught me more about logistics than any books or anything like that because I had the opportunity to practice it in real life. We actually did get called out for a, uh, a response up to the, the Toledo water crisis where we were able to assemble and, and send bottled water and food up to Toledo within a couple hours and had boots on ground with all of our folks and distributed that to the, the citizens up there. So it was something that was tried, true practice and, and successful. As I started wanting to wind down my military career, knowing that I didn't want to spend my entire life in the, the military, uh, but at this point I was married, I had two children, I wanted to be there, watch them grow up, you know, share in their successes and things like that. I started asking around about civilian possibilities and I spoke with my mother-in-law who 
just so happened to be a store manager for Walmart on the store side. And she said she'll ask some friends of hers and see what's available. I told her, I said, you know, with my logistics background, if I could find a way in logistics, because I I know Walmart was created by Sam Walton and I'd done my research to say, you know, he was in the military. Sam Walton was a, a veteran and he was in the supply chain and he developed Walmart's supply chain around the military and the way they did things. So I said, this would be perfect. She said, give me a couple days. And sure enough, a few days later, she calls and says, I talked to a friend of mine, Jeff Stone, great guy. He just left the store side and, and is actually working for Walmart supply chain. And he said, you need to get a hold of this HR rep and, and just ask and talk. So I did. I made the phone call. I, I, I had nothing to lose. I had time left to make decisions. It wasn't an emergency. So I just started asking questions and talking. I got to talk with a wonderful Laura Geller, who's the uh, senior HR manager at our facility. And she said, yes, you, you should really apply for one of these logistic load manager positions, LLMs. I said, okay, yeah, that, that sounds wonderful. I want to I wanna give this a shot. I sent her my resume. I did everything online. And within a couple of days, got the call back. Hey, let's do an interview. Excellent. This is great. And then that reality hit like, I have never done a civilian interview before. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> but, you know, as great as, as Jeff and Linda are, they, they prepared me. They gave me the talking points, how to not be military in a civilian interview, how to actually conversate during an interview. And it worked out wonderfully. Uh, I had my interview and within a couple hours, I, I had the job offer. So I, I came into the, back then it was the East Regional Operations Center, East Rock, and said, yes, let's do this. So I, I got two whole weeks of training and hit the floor running uh, and wow. absolutely loved it. Great. So, well, that that is a different route of recruiting. I, I did want to mention here: does it, back in 2013, Walmart launched a veterans welcome home uh, commitment, which uh, guaranteed a job offer to any eligible honorary discharged U.S. veteran. Um, originally, the goal was 250,000 hires across the country, and in 2020, the company reached that benchmark. And then, since then, more than you know, a half a million veterans and spouses of veterans have have joined Walmart. Um, you know, so outside of that effort, uh, we ought to add uh, Linda and Jeff Stone into that uh, in, into that uh, effort. Um, so let, let's talk about your experience in the opportunities of advancement at Walmart since joining and and where you are now. Absolutely, I've I again I have been very fortunate to be surrounded by exceptional leadership leadership that wants to continuously breed good leadership. And from the, the very start, I was brought up by managers, operations managers, assistant general managers, up the, the line of, of command to grow, develop, and take charge of your own career. And was told from the get-go that you were going to write your own story in this company. And as the author, you can sharpen your pencil as many times as you want, but just keep that pencil to paper. Another great euphemism, but it worked wow. out. As I spent six months as a dispatcher and router or LLM, those are the two main duties. 
after six months, I was asked to actually start training new LLMs. They had recognized my experience from the military training soldiers, building training curriculums and things like that, and thought that I would be a good addition to our current training uh, department, which was only one person at the time. So they wanted to be able to have a larger hiring group other than one or two at a time. So I went back to training and I went uh, right into my first class about two weeks after I started back there as a, a trainer. And I loved it. I loved getting to have these fresh LLMs coming in with the same aspirations I did, sometimes more, and say, you know, this is how to do the job, but this is how to grow in that job, how to be flexible, how to take whatever responsibilities you have, own them, and then make them grow and earn the respect of everybody throughout the company, whether it's drivers, coordinators at these local offices, at the DCs, whatever the case may be. And I did that for uh, several years, uh, with the exception of a a 12-month paid vacation to the Middle East by the the government. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, when I came back from that deployment, I came right back into my training role. And within 60 days, I was asked to apply for the operations manager uh, role at the the now the East Transportation Command Center, ETCC. I applied, was interviewed, and, and was uh, hired into that role and moved directly into our Omni team at our building, which serves primarily e-commerce, everything east of the Mississippi. We, we take care of all the dispatching and uh, transportation for the middle mile segment of every customer's order that orders on our website. Also had the opportunity to facilitate in a leadership development group here at the TCC. And we actually will take LLMs that want to promote, want to grow in their career. And we teach them leadership skills. We teach them how to build resumes, how to prepare for interviews. We teach them scenario-based decision-making, controlling chaos, things like that. So I still have that opportunity to be the the developer and the trainer that I so absolutely love. And that's that's great. And 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 with some of the folks that we've met over the years that were you know veterans and and who joined the Walmart team, um, you know whether at the transportation command center or within store operations itself, a lot of them said the skills that they learned in their military service translated very well into that their role with Walmart. And in, in not only in the operations, but the training, the, uh, um, you know, helping other associates to learn the skills they need to advance. So talk a little bit about that experience and, you know, what you think about that. Absolutely. The one thing that I take away from the military uh, amongst the, the great skills that I've learned and, and everything is the people. The people are what have made my entire career on the military just absolutely phenomenal. And in the military, there is that mindset of people first. You, you obviously are going to have a mission, but you have to put people first. And when I came to Walmart and I saw that they have that same mentality, the transition anxiety lifted almost immediately because I know that as long as I invest in myself and I seek improvement, it will be returned. So learning that leadership side on the military career that was almost secondary at first because the people part was 
the, the hard part for me. Now I add in the, the leadership training that I've received over all the years in the military, managing chaos, being able to look at a situation, take a couple deep breaths and come up with a decision, a plan, and being able to implement that, that transitioned very easily to the supply chain side of, of Walmart. Based on conversations on the store side, it is pretty similar, but I will tell you the transportation side, whether it's weather, accidents, things like that, there's always going to be a obstacle that will try to prevent a successful completion of whatever you're trying to do. That military side of calming it down, looking at the facts, bringing in subject matter experts that may have expertise outside of your own experience. The, the fact that collaboration is so highly encouraged within Walmart makes decision making pretty easy for the most part. They allow you to have that time, mental capacity, and resources to lead effectively without feeling anxiety and overwhelming pressure for an immediate response. And, and that's actually probably the part of Walmart that I feared coming in, but was at this point is now just a, a back thought that doesn't really creep into my mind ever anymore. That's great. And, and as you continue to serve um, within the National Guard, and you told me previously how much you appreciate the support you and your family receive from, from your Walmart family, um, you know, even going back to what you, you mentioned, your year-long vacation, uh, you know, talk about that, share a little bit about that experience and, and how much that meant to you. Oh, the, the family that we have at the ETCC is just that. It truly is a family. We have you know, over 200 people in our building, but we still find a way to be a cohesive family. When I found out I was getting deployed, I had some trepidation about how that was going to work with the Walmart side. Immediately, I had the support of my HR manager, Laura, and all of my peers. I had the support of all of my operations managers. They wanted to know immediately, give me your address and send me a list of what you need. And I... I, at first, that, that was very nice of you, but thank you. No, I actually had emails within days of arriving in the Middle East asking, what can we send? What's the first thing you need? I just sent them a wish list based on talking to my soldiers and asking, what do we want? What do we need? This was September timeframe, so we weren't near Christmas, but they wanted a lot of toys, footballs, things to keep them busy. Within two weeks... I had two huge boxes arrive to me overseas from my family at the ETCC, just packed full of different things like darts and, and outside sports gear, um, puzzle books, coloring, anything you could think of. They, they sent it to me and then they asked what else. So as the holidays approach, I kind of let them know I had a few soldiers that didn't have families that could really send anything. They took care of it. My soldiers were probably the best taken care of on our entire base, thanks to my family at Walmart. Every single person in my unit over there had something to open on Christmas morning from 7,000 miles away here in, in Grove City, Ohio. And that is a direct reflection of that family mentality and atmosphere that, that we have here at Walmart. I had letters from various uh, driver coordinators, messages from just little scraps of paper that people would drop off as they came through the TCC to, to get sent over to me. 
So I, my entire area that I worked out of just full of just gratitude and little notes to give positive uplifts that I would share with my soldiers and my team. And it really helped us feel appreciated, you know, being away from home during the holidays and for an entire year, it was during COVID. So none of us got to go home on what we call mid tour leave that we normally would get two weeks off to, to fly home and see family. We didn't get that, but our, our family at Walmart made sure that that was not an issue. We all felt appreciated. We felt loved. And as we came home, you know, they, they wanted us to bring back, you know, whatever thank yous and things like that. So I brought cards and stuff back to the TCC from all my soldiers, just thanking them for being the best family away from family that they could have had. That's wonderful. Uh, what what would you recommend to you know somebody that might similar to your situation transitioning from you know active duty to maybe the National Guard or or they're you know just looking to get into civilian life? You know what would you recommend to them as far as maybe looking into job opportunities at Walmart? I would recommend ask questions, reach out, talk to recruiters, talk to people that work for Walmart. The hardest part for me was just initiating that conversation. Had I not known Linda and Jeff, I'm not sure I still would have ended up here. However, now that I know that Walmart is is a lot like the military and the fact that they have pretty much any job you could imagine on the civilian world side is available somewhere within Walmart. We have pilots. We have our own fleet of aircraft. We have ground workers. If you like aviation, we have opportunities on the store side. If you want to move to uh, Bentonville, we have people that work within the medical field as far as um, physicians, assistants, uh, things like that. So if there's a job out there that you're interested in, go on to walmart.com and research it because there's probably going to be a job out there pretty close to, if not spot on, and then just start asking the questions. Send the email in the, in the career section of their webpage. Just I'm interested in this. Is there anybody that could send me some information? You'll hear back. They love to be able to bring in veterans. While I may not have been brought in on the veterans program, I work with several of them in my building on my team that have, and they are finding success. They come from the Air Force. I have Marines. I have Navy. I have other Army veterans. All together, we still make up that family atmosphere that many of us come from the military still seek, even though we bicker, you know, I'm army. I still make fun of the Navy. They make fun of me, especially during the army Navy game. We're still a family. And I love to see the opportunity that somebody takes that chance and just reaches out because I will talk to anybody. My fellow veterans will talk to anybody. All it takes is just sending that email, making that phone call. Do your research, and if you can't find what you're looking for, call and ask anyway. We have a large network that will support you and find what you're looking for or find something that matches that can teach you a new skill to make you even more successful in your career thereafter the military. That's great. Well, once again, that was uh, Jason White, Ohio National Guard uh, Sergeant First Class and Operations Manager at the Walmart Transportation Command Center in Grove City. Jason, appreciate you taking the time today to to share your experiences with us. But most of all, we appreciate your continued service to our country. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Talking Points. 
You can download previous podcast episodes by visiting lessitcamper.com slash talking points or searching directories such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google.